0: episode 161, The Paradox.
1: Welcome to The Paradox with your attending, Dr. Eric Larson. He is a practicing anesthesiologist and clinical assistant professor at Michigan State University College of Human Medicine. Listen in as he takes you behind the scenes of what practicing medicine in today's ever-changing world is like with another doctor. The Paradox is a fun and accidentally informative show for physicians, patients, or anyone who has ever found themselves in a waiting room.
0: Welcome to The Paradox. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Larson. Thank you for joining me as so we explore the U.S. medical system in a fun and informative format through expert analysis. And today I have on a truck driver from Canada, Warren Spires. We've spent a lot of time talking about COVID and restrictions, mandates, etc. in the United States. And I think it would be interesting getting a perspective from Canada, our friendly neighbors to the north. I live right next to the border of Canada in Michigan. We've seen a lot of disruptions from this Freedom Convoy that has been occurring for the last three weeks now as they've closed off two of the bridges that go in and out of Michigan into Canada. The one in Port Huron, which is the Blue Water Bridge, and then also the Ambassador Bridge. The third way of getting into Ontario from Michigan is the Detroit Bridge that goes under the river. That, of course, can't have commercial traffic, so that has been open, but not for commercial traffic. One could use the Sault Ste. Marie, which is in the Upper Peninsula, but that's a long ways for getting towards any of the uh, industrial plants and things like that in southern Ontario. One thing I've really gathered over the last probably two years with the whole COVID fiasco is there's definitely been a realignment in the politics, I think, of those who are the working class and those in the various parties in our country, uh, namely with Democrats and Republicans, I, I guess it was obvious, probably with Trump's election, that the working class had pretty much abandoned the Democratic Party, and, or perhaps you could say the opposite, that the, those who are the elites, those who are the ones who run corporations, run the government, run universities, academia... And those who are educated in academia, the ones who are from the universities, the professional class, they have largely abandoned the values that you know once used to represent, I suppose, the Democratic Party. This happens all the time in the United States, where you see various philosophies or party, political parties shift as far as what they support and are against. And I think you've absolutely seen this change in the United States. Namely, populism has clearly been a Republican thing or conservative value, at least within those parties. You saw that with the Tea Party. I think the last time you saw the left organized like that was Occupy Wall Street, which actually had a lot of sympathies from those in the right. And I think what we're seeing is not just something expressed in this country, but you're seeing globally, in Europe and in Canada. Aside from Warren's outstanding Canadian accent, where he is spot on and is a quintessential Canadian. I mean, in general, I like to speaking to people with accents, either from Great Britain, Australia, South Africa, in this case, Canada. It's just fantastic. Also, I think it's really amazing that there's a protest in Canada and a hockey game breaks out. It is quintessentially Canadian. I just love that about the country. I love Canadians in general. I We obviously share a border. I spend plenty of time in Canada. I know lots of Canadians, of course, here in Michigan who have come across and immigrated. And decided to live in the Canadian tropics here in Michigan. And in a little-known fact, Michigan is the only state that is both north and south of the same country. Certainly what's most concerning to me, and Warren and I spoke on it just very briefly because it had just been announced at the time of our recording on February 14th and Monday, where the Emergency Powers Act was initiated by the Canadian government under Trudeau, which gives almost dictatorial powers to the federal government in Canada. This gives them the power to freeze and seize bank accounts without any judicial review, to deem anyone they declare as a terrorist or an enemy of the state. It's quite extraordinary and quite a broad reach of power, something that I think would be more difficult to enact here in this country. Not impossible, but certainly much more complicated. However, we've seen emergency powers be granted to our executive branches in all 50 states during this pandemic, and some of them still extend today, over two years into the pandemic. And so I think for someone who's interested in representative democracy or government, uh, it's definitely very concerning, the amount of power that can be consolidated in the executive branch, whether that's the governor, or president, or in this case, the prime minister. A few other things for those who are not familiar with Canada, PI is Prince Edward Island, BC is British Columbia, RCMP is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, which are basically like federalized police officers. Uh, these are things, in terms that Warren uses that I think he doesn't even think about it, that it uh, would be foreign to most people in this country. But I'm sure you'll have as much fun listening to this conversation as I had having it, uh, where we just get into all things Canadian and talk about the Freedom Convoy and what it really is and what's going on and what they're all about. As always, you can find the show notes page at theparadox.com 161. Please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. That's why the show has been growing so quickly. I've seen almost a 20% growth in the last few months. I would like to think it's because of the content, but it's probably the content, but more you, the listener, who are sharing it with your friends and making sure you listen to it and Spread the good ideas and sending great show ideas too. So, again, I encourage you to reach out to me if you have people you'd like me to speak to. Uh, you can be, reach me at the paradox show at protonmail.com. You can also just link to it through the website at theparadox.com and that's P R A D O C S. But without further ado, Warren Spires in. I was at a Canadian protest and a hockey game broke out. Enjoy. Well, hi, I'm here with my new friend, Warren Spires. Warren is a trucker from Canada, and I want to have him on to get a better understanding for what's going on in Canada, because, you know, as, as Warren knows, he has a couple siblings here in the States, that uh, our, our perception of what's going on in Canada is really skewed, and it's really hard to have an idea of what's going on in Canada. And so, Warren, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Yes, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Uh, just kind of give us a brief little bio of who you are and how long you've been a trucker. I know we talked a little bit off air, but if you could just go ahead and give a brief history of sort of your working life as you're now located just outside of Ottawa.
1: Correct. Yes. Uh, okay. I almost uh, all my twenties, I uh, drove cross country trucking in Canada state's been pretty much corner to corner. Uh, you name it. I've been there in a truck, uh, ended up marrying, I worked for a company uh, out of Pembroke, Ontario, and uh, the owner of that, I ended up marrying his niece, so we kind of have a trucking company in the family. (laughs) I'm not going for them right now, but uh, yeah, I did 10 years with him, Uh, they were great, got into the elevator trade for about 10 years, Uh, a very good paying trade, it was also a good job, you got your steady hours, but uh, yeah, just with pushing too many mandates on me, telling me to wear masks and taking tests and all that. I just couldn't take it anymore. So yes, sir, I'm back trucking, not for uh, the, uh, the uncle-in-law, just the local guy now.
0: Great. So uh, give us an idea. of. I, I mean, I, I became aware, I guess, of what's going on in Canada, that this freedom convoy, I guess is what it's called. Uh, can you give us an idea sort of what, how big it is and what's, how long it's been going on? I mean, we're talking, as we speak, right on Valentine's Day in February 14th.
1: Yes, I think uh, this was its third Saturday. I borrowed a truck from work for, so three Saturdays ago. I'd have to look at a calendar, but I got I left Ottawa, and the convoy, the Western convoy coming from Western Canada was all staged in Armpire, Ontario. There's a big truck stop there, and uh, I got in that. First thing in the morning with the company truck, I brought the father in law, a friend, and his 10 year old son with me in the truck, and it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And I've been around trucks a lot. There's just, far as the eye can see, trucks from all over Canada. It was just, I got out of the truck first thing in the morning, and people just started handing me bags of food. I'm like, hey, hey, I, I'm good. I'm live here. Don't worry about me. But just <laughs> the outpour was just Unlike anything I've ever seen, people offering to fill up the diesel tanks for me, like just giving me hugs. It was just, it was, it was something you'd have to see, but it was a great, great experience. So many people, I I couldn't even tell you how many trucks. It's got to have been in the thousands. Heavy wreckers, tankers, uh, all kinds of different trucks. And then all the, there was RVs, pickup trucks with flags on them, cars, you know, farm tractors. It was really just an amazing sight to see.
0: Are are these are these people coming from all over Canada or is it just mainly Ontario? I mean, are people coming from like you know Manitoba, Saskatchewan, that far west?
1: Oh yes, the the convoy I got in was all BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, northern Ontario. So yeah, most of the guys are probably Alberta, BC, or that um, I was talking to Manitoba for sure, and then the southern convoy, Ontario came up, took a different route, and then the eastern convoy from the. Um, Ludwig, came in a different boat as well. So these were all Western trucks for the most part. Guys, uh, farmers, they don't even put any miles on their trucks. they just on local. They are here. Uh, you are just an amazing sight to see and partaking.
0: And for people who are not, I mean, I'm in Michigan, so I'm somewhat familiar with Canada because I've been to a number of times because we're right on the border. But for those listeners who aren't, from Canada or are familiar with it. I mean, British Columbia is obviously the west coast. That's sort of like someone from Seattle driving, eh, probably like to Cleveland or so, probably equivalent to that. Uh, so that's a, I mean, that's a long way. So those guys started probably what on Wednesday or Thursday, right, to get to Ottawa.
1: Yeah, they. Uh, I I used to be able to do Vancouver in four and a half days from Ottawa, but that's very steady driving, using your 13 hours a day. They left one week prior because. Being in a convoy, you are driving slow, and I guess they had checkpoints and people that you're meeting up with or whatever, and uh, organizing food. So it took them longer than it could have. But yeah, I believe they left one week prior to getting to Ottawa. It it is a heck of a long drive.
0: Yeah. Well, explain to us, I guess, how it started. I mean, I all suddenly I saw in the news that there were a bunch of trucks that were pulling into Ottawa and people protesting the mandates and things on COVID, but. I mean, was it an online thing? I mean, how did this sort of thing start, as far as you know?
1: Oh, I had nothing to do with the organizing, but uh, I believe a few people, truck drivers and their wives, uh, I guess they can no longer cross the border with the new mandates after they've just been trucking for two years into the States. Uh, Just, they just had enough. I said, we're done. This is nonsense. And however it happened, they just posted online and it just kept building steam and higher. Social media, I guess, and uh, yeah, how exactly they start, I can tell you, but it is quite the movement, as everyone's seen around the world now, uh, and just people people are fed up, I guess, is what you could say. They want to be part of it.
0: I mean, it's being copied right now all over the world. You start seeing that. Do you feel like it's getting bigger, or is it getting smaller, because our impression at least here in michigan you know the most reports we hear is what is the access across the the international bridges you know to get in out of detroit and port huron into ontario and that sounds like it's clearing up some but what is your feeling for the move i mean obviously you said this is the third week is it is it getting do you think it's even getting bigger than it was before oh uh,
1: like i think all those little offshoots blocking the borders i don't think that was the original intent that that, from my understanding, and I haven't been to those ones. I've been to excuse me downtown Ottawa for the last two weekends now. I was there yesterday, and it's. Uh, I don't think it's getting any smaller. I don't necessarily know if more trucks are coming. Too hard to tell, but there's trucks everywhere. There's cars parked everywhere. Campers, RVs, pickup trucks. People sleep in them at the same time. I think only Wellington and maybe one other, one or two streets they actually have blocked off. They are leaving uh, lanes open if whatever fire trucks and ambulances need to get by but there are trucks everywhere and come on the weekends it swells there i can tell you the numbers of people but it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands of people that are partaking in this downtown just, it's being from ottawa i know the downtown and it's uh wild people that's roasting a pig they're making pizzas they're playing hockey and it is a great great atmosphere like never mind what the media is telling you there's People from all walks of life, all new immigrants coming here. It's just a great time. People giving out hugs, food to the truckers. I've seen numerous people just handing money off to the truckers, leaving Valentine cards on their on their truck steps there yesterday. It's a great experience.
0: I love it. Only in Canada could you have a protest and if a hockey game breaks out. That's
1: awesome. Me <laughs> yeah, too, for sure.
0: Ottawa, uh, I guess, give me an idea. I've never been to Ottawa. I've been to Toronto. Is Ottawa like a million people? Is it, Or is it quite a bit smaller? And so is this like just a ton, like doubling the population of Ottawa? I mean, is it really really a lot of people?
1: Ottawa is, uh, yeah, I think around a million people, with, but it's pretty spread out. But uh, yeah, on the weekends, like back in my 20s or younger 20s, we go downtown on Canada, and it was a pretty big show, right? Uh, but this is, Easily on par, if not substantially larger. Some some of these crowds are just massive. There's people everywhere. Every intersection is just clogged with people. I, I, I couldn't tell you the numbers of how many people have actually been downtown, but it seems like an awful lot to me. You can see lots of videos on YouTube of it.
0: Anytime it's something that big, you almost have to get like a drone up to ride right, to get a feel for how big the thing is, especially, I mean, trucks are big, right? If you have a lot of trucks, it takes a lot of room. Are yeah. you guys, uh, is it pretty much located around... I'm sorry. This shows you how ignorant I'm of Canada, but like, is it parliament like, you know, around the, the government? Is that, cause is that where most of the protest is taking place is like a large field or some sort of park around the uh, government buildings. It's pretty
1: much Wellington is the main drain that goes right in front of the parliament building. So that street is, I believe is completely blocked off. And this is all the financial districts of Ottawa. There may be a few trucks where the condos are coming in, but for, it's, May, mainly Wellington and then Kent and Metcalf and Elgin. I don't know, it's probably about 10, 10 different downtown streets with trucks on them, but yeah, the the center of it is Wellington right in front of the Parliament. There's, there's lots of pictures you can see on that. But I, I don't think they're too much into uh, like where all the conos start. There might be a few trucks hanging out. I know they want them out of there, but uh, it is what it is at this point.
0: You mentioned earlier about the mandates, and we're talking about COVID, obviously. What are the demands, I guess, of people? I mean, I, I imagine anytime you have a movement like this, at some point, more things sort of come, <laughs> more people want other things besides what was originally the driver. But what is the? Th- what are the demands and what are the things that, uh, let's say, Trudeau and the government say, okay, we'll do this, X, Y, and Z. People say, okay, and they just turn around and go back home. What is it that you guys are demanding?
1: Uh, it's not me so much personally. Although I agree with it, the miners' they just want the mandates dropped, provincially and federally. the The vax passports uh, you can't we can't even fly uh, province to province, or I don't think we can get on a even if you're going within your own province. You can't get on airlines, you can't get on trains. You're unvaccinated. Uh, the passport system, we're eating in restaurants. It's it's just insanity, and I think they just want all the mandates. We just want our lives back to go back. 2019, you can walk around without a mask on. You can go to this restaurant or that restaurant. You can jump on a plane. I think that's all they want. I don't think it's any more than that.
0: Yeah. So, so they said, Hey, you know what? It turns out that COVID can spread whether you vaccinate or not. We vaccines protect you, but it's obviously the vaccination vaccine is for your protection, but if you don't want to do it, that's fine, but we're not going to impose you to wear a mask and do all these things. People would be like, eh, all right, then there'd be, and that's probably pretty much all that they'd be, they'd be satisfied with that.
1: Uh, as far as I know, that's that's all they want. If you want to keep wearing a mask or whatever the case you're doing, by all means, I think they just don't want anything forced upon people.
0: I mean, are they making guys who are alone in trucks wear masks? <laughs> I don't no, I it.
1: definitely don't think that's the case. Uh, although I have seen people driving with masks on, but uh no, they, just, they won't let you cross the border if you're unvaccinated now, which is, I think, the thing that's initially started all this. Now you got all these, whatever, twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 truck drivers. who have been doing this their entire lives. They, uh, during this entire pandemic, they're running across the border every week, and now all of a sudden it's too dangerous. It's not even a logical thing to do. Yeah, it's just right. obviously coercing people into getting vaccinated is all they're trying to do at this stage for whatever reason. Sure.
0: And when you say border, you're just talking about the international border. You're not talking about provincial borders, right?
1: No, just Canada, Canada, and the yeah. states. Okay.
0: Do you think it's being successful? You think you're you're winning? I mean, I I see reports from True, but Trudeau kind of now he's convened the cabinet again to some sort of emergency orders. But are you think you're making progress? I mean, how is the public sentiment in Canada? Are the people behind this, or they opposed, or is it just kind of split?
1: I tend to think they're behind it. I, I more hang out with that crowd, I guess, being more rural and uh, you know knowing friends are mostly blue-collar people. I can't speak for people who are living in the high-end condos downtown, but it feels like to me that downtown is packed uh, every weekend. And I think Alberta, Saskatchewan, P.I. and Ontario just announced today they're going to greatly reduce restrictions uh, in the very near near future, even get rid of the Vaccine passport for going to movie theaters and restaurants from March first, so they say. But I, I think it's I think it's working. Although all the politicians are just saying, "Oh no, 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 the science has changed" or whatever that may right. be.
0: Right. Well, I mean, everyone wants to say face, right? I'm sure. I'm sure they're like, "Well, we can't admit that this is what this is the political pressure is forced to do. Is we'll just make it give some excuse for why we're changing things." We see the same things in the states here too, as as mandates start dropping. When, you know, the science isn't there and obviously public sentiment is not in favor of it. So if you think you're making, pro- do you think this is, I guess my question is, do you think it's going to, you think you're going to be doing this for a lot longer? I mean, it sounds like you've got plenty of momentum. The border, border closures are sort of ended, but like you said, that was kind of a, a couple guys doing that. But whereas the, the main force is everyone down to, down into um, parliament.
1: Um, I think it's going to keep going unless the government does something drastic, whatever that may be. I don't know. But uh, I talked to uh, as many truck drivers as I could on the weekend there. Uh, they said they are being treated better than they've ever been in their lives. They, we're not going. I think a lot of them even said, I'll, I, I'll, I'll die here if I have to. Like that's, they're going all in. That People are handing them cash. People are picking them up, bringing them home for showers and feeding them and getting them a night out of the truck. They, they seem to be in very good spirits, from what I could tell.
0: Give us an idea for what the political situation is in Canada, because, I, I mean, I, like Trudeau, he's one guy, he's just the prime minister, right? But are there, is there a political party that is in favor of the loosening restrictions and one that sort of in, it wants to keep them imposed? I mean, what sort of battles is Trudeau facing right now or pressures he's facing either within his party or from other parties in the government?
1: Well, uh you may know we have a multi-party system so we got the NDP, right. got the Liberals, we got the Conservatives and the Green Party may have a few seats as well. They just had a vote today to end restrictions and I think it went 184 to to 151 maybe. So they they wanted to keep the restrictions. We did not win. Um I didn't look who all voted for what. I'm assuming almost all conservatives would have voted to end restrictions and I believe at least one liberal did but the ndp holds the balance there and they are very far left uh, even though they used to stand for the working class but i guess that's long come and gone they voted to keep it so here we are back to square one so uh probably demoralized a lot of people but uh, we'll see
0: well you know that's interesting because i think we're seeing the same phenomena here in in the united states where uh, the democratic party obviously is a party of liberals and it's always been the party of the working class and laborers. And there's there seems to be very little um, There's more disdain. There's, there's anger towards people, the working class from the within the De- Democratic Party. And you feel like you're seeing the same thing within the, the Liberal Party in Canada as well. Do you I mean, where do you think they're getting the most of their support from, if that's the case?
1: Uh, the liberals you're referring to?
0: Yeah, I mean, so you said the NDP, they're sort of the liberal party, right? And But it sounds like they no longer, I mean, they used to represent the working class, like you said, and now you feel like they aren't. So where do you think they're getting their support from?
1: Um, that's a good question. I would assume most federal employees uh, probably vote for liberals and NDP. Uh, honestly, I, I can tell you, I've never voted for either of them. Uh, I'm even <laughs> reluctant to vote conservative at this stage of the game, but... Uh, I can tell you that all the ridings would be inner city or, you know, suburbs and inner city. Maybe uh, in the northern communities where there's a lot of indigenous people potentially. I'm just guessing here, I'm not 100% sure. I I, I can't imagine them even having 25, 30 seats Canada wide. The NDP, that is. Uh, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Kind of like the states, the inner cities, uh, the federal employees, they like voting that way.
0: Yeah, so it's sort of like an urban-rural rural divide with suburban sort of kind of in between somewhere. Is that, that's probably pretty close, huh?
1: Yeah, like Ottawa has six ridings. Uh, greater Ottawa, the one I'm in, which is primarily rural, is the only conservative riding in the greater Ottawa area.
0: And then with Trudeau, what power does he have? I mean, can he bring the military in to break up this protest? Uh, does he just have police powers? What sort of, I mean, what can he do or what what can't he do?
1: That's a very good question. It seems like it is rules by decree. I don't, I don't know. That guy does. does <laughs> it's uh it's kind of scary. He does whatever he wants. It's just it's 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 insanity. Like I I don't think the polls are on his side. I think from my understanding, upwards of sixty percent of Canadians want to end all this nonsense. But uh, like you said today, he just invoked the Emergency Powers Act, whatever that consists of. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I didn't watch the news. I just got home recently, so. But uh, I don't get it. It's just what they're trying to do. They love this passport system. But uh, <laughs> it's frustrating for me and many other Canadians who just want our lives back. Let us carry on. I want to go see my family.
0: I mean, he can't use the military, right? He's not going to bring the military and roll tanks down the roads to clear the roads or anything, is he? I mean, he, uh, he, does he even have the power to do that?
1: I I don't know. He said, uh, I think this emergency... Uh, Powers Act or War Act measures it. You have the ability to... uh, You would think on a world stage where kids are jumping on a bouncy castle and guys are having a hockey game (laughs) and start rolling tanks and it's not good look for anybody. I don't think he cares. I I have no clue. Your guess is what he's doing. Maybe give the, the RCMP the ability to drag guys out of their trucks. He said something about being able... All the tow truck companies, I guess, were stood down, he said, we're not helping, we're not partaking in this. Now, some minor things, they can seize them or somehow force these companies to tow the trucks away. I don't understand how yeah. all that happened.
0: So it sounds like you're kind of at a, an impasse. You're like a log jam, right? Someone's going to blink. And at, at least my impression from talking to you, it doesn't sound like the truckers are, are keen to get back to uh, their jobs anytime soon. They're happy to, to muck things up for quite a while.
1: They seem to be, I'm sure they all would love to get back to their jobs and their their daily lives and what they used to do uh, four weeks ago before they were told to stop, but I don't doubt they got mortgages and, and kids back home as well, but they're just being treated really well, from my understanding. I wondering what the risk,
0: I mean, are there, uh, the companies that hire them, I, I imagine there's some large national companies, are, are they at risk of losing their jobs? Are they unionized? I mean, how do they, how can you do that without, I mean, have the government because the government, I presume, might have some ability to force companies to make their workers, you know, clear the streets or something. The large majority
1: of truck drivers downtown, at least not necessarily overall own their own trucks. They are their own business. They own their trucks. They are the only employee kind of thing, owner operator. So they're paying their own insurance and then they contract themselves out to random companies, uh, whoever that may be. It's super common in the trucking industry to own your own truck so i'm not saying they all are downtown because i know a lot of these guys i talked to are just farmers from Saskatchewan on the manitoba who haul grain trailers around but uh, <laughs> long, the long haul guys i doubt there's too many company trucks downtown they're probably all privately owned
0: right well so you basically have a bunch of small business owners essentially right and so people who can stay out as long as they can stay out, right? They can go, and and I suppose if you have enough of them, they could go out for a couple of weeks and then go and then be replaced by other people who might find some other weeks to to carry this thing on.
1: Oh, definitely, I I've heard uh, stories about more trucks coming and some guys leaving, but I've seen a handful of trucks here that have been there from the very beginning that I I met in the I met in the convoy uh, that the original Saturday there, the first Saturday there, I saw a bunch of them. They're still downtown now, so. They're obviously doing all right.
0: I really appreciate you coming on and telling me the story. I, I'm I'm fascinated that people feel this strongly about the vaccine. And I mean my guess is most of those people who are there, I mean most of those truckers are probably vaccinated, right?
1: From my understanding, a lot of them are. They are just fed yeah. up. Endless mandates. Yeah. Uh, it's like I said, it's not an anti vaccine protest it's an anti-mandate protest the media is telling you the other side they're all a bunch of crazy anti-vaxxers that's most certainly not the case
0: i guess the other thing when countries are having here in the states is of course with kids in school i mean do they have the mandates and restrictions of kids in school with masks and those sorts of things too
1: oh yeah whatever you guys see in the states it's substantially worse up here all the kids i won't (laughs) let them put All the schools, I'm assuming in Canada, why they got to wear a mask. My children are pretty small, and I won't let uh, them muzzle my children, but only three, the oldest one is just over three. So, but yeah, all the schools, it's it's nuts in my opinion. I can't imagine muzzling children. I think it's evil. They seem to like it.
0: I guess best of luck to everybody up there, and I hope everyone stays safe. And I guess that reach a resolution that everyone's happy with, which, well, I guess that's probably impossible. (laughs) They're two separate sides. but uh, is, is there anything else we didn't cover that you want to, that you would like to mention about the freedom convoy or anything else?
1: Oh, I can, whoever's listening. I've seen with my own eyes. I've been there three weekends now or three days so far each, every day on a weekend. And it's been nothing but love hugs from random people. Uh, free food for all the homeless people who are never, never been eating better in their lives. Like I've never seen anything like this in my life. So I, it is a party, yes. I don't doubt it's annoying for some people living downtown. They got saunas, they got hot tubs set up. It, it, it's a good time. <laughs> don't let the media tell you that someone's waving a Nazi flag or stupid stuff like that. It's not happening. It, it's just people who love each other, love this country, and we just want our lives back.
0: <laughs> I just can't get over the visualization of saunas and hot tubs and hockey games and I, it's no, that's. It's I mean, tub. it's. I, that's so Canada. It's so on on, on point. I love it. Well, Warren Spires from out, just outside of Ottawa, Canada. Thank you so much for joining The Paradox. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Paradox. If you like what the doc is doing, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and share the show with your friends. Become a supporting listener to get access to special bonuses at patreon.com forward slash the paradox. Show notes can be found at theparadox.com.